engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. The Republicans have officially caved. I told you Scott Slade was drilling me on this this morning at 8, 8.15. Are you sure? Are, are, are you really sure? To, is it really going to happen? On and on? Yes, they're, they're going to cave. They caved. They completely caved. Uh, my goodness. Uh, the phone number here, 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. Uh, thank you for joining me this evening. The Republicans of Cave Mitch McConnell said they're no longer doing health care reform. They can't get the votes. They're walking away from it. They're done. Obamacare, law of the land. All those Republicans who told you they were going to repeal Obamacare, they failed to do. They didn't fail. They lied. They lied to you. There you have it. And, you know, let's be serious here for the people giving Rand Paul a hard time for supporting one bill that was actually did less than this one and now saying he can't support this one. Uh, Rand Paul, if he had come out for this, someone else would have come out against it. This was all a, a, this was all the three card money. You're looking over at Rand Paul saying, why aren't you doing it? Well, he's just buying cover for a different Republican to not take the heat. Meanwhile, Bob Corker says he's not going to seek re-election in 2018. That's the senator from Tennessee. Corker is, well, he's a squish, a good riddance. Uh, I, I supported the guy back in the day, and he turned out to be a real jerk. Um, and so good riddance, and maybe we can improve the seat with a conservative. Look what's happening in Alabama. Roy Moore, Judge Moore, is going to the Senate. Today is the primary for the Senate seat in Alabama. The Democrats really don't have a chance in Alabama. Uh, the Republicans are going to go all in. Donald Trump is going to come down and campaign for Roy Moore. He said so. In fact, the uh, Roy Moore has turned it into a commercial on stage at the Luther Strange event. Donald Trump said, I don't know. Maybe I got the wrong guy. If the other guy wins, I'm going to come down here and campaign like hell for him. And Roy Moore's running that in a commercial. Don't you guys worry. You know what was so funny is that at the Luther Strange rally, it was mostly Roy Moore supporters there who were showing up. Uh, reporters recognizing people. They were there to see the president. They couldn't care less about Luther Strange. They're not supporting him. They're supporting Roy Moore. And the president is, too, behind the scenes. That's the thing. And make no mistake about it. This is all about Mitch McConnell. All of this is about Mitch McConnell. Conservatives rallied in 2010 and sent conservatives to the Senate. Remember, Mitch McConnell had the National Republican Senatorial Committee back Charlie Crist against Marco Rubio. Mitch McConnell backed Carly Fiorina in California and tried to beat uh, Ken Buck in Colorado. He couldn't beat Ken Buck in Colorado, so he yanked all their money out of Colorado. And Ken Buck lost by a point and a half to the Democrats in 2010. Ken Buck... In Colorado, now a congressman, Ken Buck won independent voters in Colorado and lost. Y'all, this is all about beating Mitch McConnell. The beatings will continue in Republican primaries until morale improves, and morale will not improve until Mitch McConnell is no longer the Senate Majority Leader. Uh, Republicans in the Senate have hell to pay because of Mitch McConnell. And caving on Obamacare is just going to fire up conservatives against McConnell and Senate Republican leaders who promised to rip out Obamacare root and branch, and now they're surrendering. They're caving on it. My goodness. Okay, before we pivot to, you know, 
I really think the way the left has suddenly bending the knee to Donald Trump, we need to call him um, Donald Storborn, breaker of chains, father of dragons. I mean, they are the left is bending the knee to Donald Trump. They think they're protesting Donald Trump, but they're bending the knee to Trump. I really don't see how Donald Trump loses this. Jeff Sessions giving a speech at Georgetown today, university professors organized a protest to bend the knee. Exactly what a king would want is for others to bend the knee in front of them. I mean, this makes them look, you know, if, if it was, if it's a protest, turn your back. See, Colin Kaepernick's not a bright guy. Uh, bending the knee, he should have recognized how long-term that would be seen. He could have turned his back on the flag, but no. He wanted to turn his back on the flag and say it's turned the back on us. No, he, he bent the knee. I mean, he, he, Game of Thrones is the most popular TV show in the world. People get what bending the knee means, and the left is bending the knee to Donald Trump. Oh, and now, of course, you know, they, they've moved the they've moved the goals. If you don't bend your knee, you're racist. Yes, that was the charge leveled at me earlier today. Can I just point something out about these football players bending the knee? They, they, they have fame. They're all millionaires. They have names. They have street credibility. But bending the knee did not stop any young black man from getting shot in Chicago today. Bending the knee did not get the homeless vet into a home today. Bending the knee did not elevate anyone out of poverty today. What it did is it has divided America. It has divided people. It has divided groups of people. It has brought politics in where it didn't belong. You know, um, the X-Files, the actors of the X-Files, they... they on social media today, posted a picture of them bending the knee. I don't want my politics in my TV shows. I, I watch TV shows explicitly to keep the politics out of it. They want to bend the knee. You know, they could have all gotten together in the NFL. They have lines of communication where they can reach out to one another. Get Colin Kaepernick. Get some of the other guys together. Fly to Chicago. March through the streets of South Chicago. Demand an end to gang violence. Demand a cessation of the gangs. Demand that young men stop killing young men. They could have used their fame and fortune that way. They could have protested that way. They could have actually taken their fame and used it to make it about the cause they say it is instead of making it about themselves. But they made it about themselves. They hijacked something that unified Americans and chose to use that to divide Americans, claiming that they never represented them to begin with. They could have used their fame for good purposes, but they chose to divide Americans. They chose to politicize that which is supposed to unite us. They could have made the same point. And you know, now they're saying it's not about the flag. They're saying now it's about Trump. But that's revisionist nonsense. Colin Kaepernick himself is the one who said he was taking a knee during the national anthem because he refused to show respect to a flag under which young black men were being killed by police and whatnot. He politicized it. They politicized it. All Donald Trump did was respond to it. And now what are they doing? Their symbol of protest is to bend the knee. 
Oh, and of course, there is spin from the left. The left is out today saying, ah, you know, these, these, this bending the knee is legitimate freedom of speech protest. But a Christian baker not wanting to use his artistic talent to bake a cake for a wedding, that's not artistic speech. That, that's nothing. That's bigotry. Don't tie the two together. And honestly, I don't know anyone who was making the case tying them together, but the left is out preemptively saying, no, 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 no. They're bigots for not wanting to use their artistic artistic talents to support a wedding, but these guys, they're, they're actually engaged in free speech. It really is just ridiculous. And, you know, they're excited now today because NFL ratings were up on Monday. They were down on Sunday when the protest started, but they were up on Monday. By 3%. Why were they up by 3% on Monday? The, the answer is Dallas. Because the Dallas Cowboys are a hugely popular team with broad national appeal, and they were playing on Monday night, and there was a big national PR push to watch the Cowboys. And one of the things that they were watching the Cowboys for is because the Cowboys owner had come out this weekend and said they would not be disrespecting the flag. So people tuned in Monday, and they did not. They bent the knee, but they did so before the national anthem. The crowd still booed them. But the left is all giddy. Oh, look, it's working, working. The, the ratings are up. People watched. Now, I thought the left wanted ratings to go down. I thought the left wanted football shut down. But now, suddenly, because it's against Donald Trump, again, this is the level at which Donald Trump is controlling them. In addition to Donald Trump getting them to bend the knee before him, Donald Trump is controlling what the news media covers how the news media covers it, and what the left does. The left wanted to shut down football. Donald Trump criticized football. Suddenly, football is a sport. Everybody's going to have to play it. Pretty soon in public schools, it's going to be mandatory football playing as a sign of protest against Donald Trump. The NFL will love that. But the Dallas Cowboys said, look, we're, we're not going to protest the flag. So people tuned in on Monday night, and they didn't protest the flag. They still, still bent the knee, but they didn't protest. They didn't do it in the national anthem. People appreciated that. And the left is thinking, oh, ratings are up. People are tuning in. The protests are working. No, no. These people, this is what happens when hate rots your brain. It's 26 after the hour. I First of all, thanks to the number of you who have uh, just reached out to me and, and said very kind words about the standalone podcast I did yesterday on just from a, a Christian worldview, what's happening and, and how do you deal with your kids. And so the world looks like it has lost its mind. Um, we are doing standalone podcasts for subscribers to the podcast, and you can become one and get the show notes simply by texting the word SHOW, S-H-O-W, to 444-999. Uh, text the word SHOW to 444-999. And you, I'll send you back um, a text. It'll ask for your email address and just reply with it when you get a chance. And it'll subscribe you to the show notes. It'll also send you the iTunes and the Google Play links for the podcast where we get the extra interviews. I'll have one going up soon with Ken Cuccinelli and Not Everything's Political Segment. And uh, also the one from yesterday, again, completely free. It's just uh, how do you explain from your worldview perspective, from your faith perspective, what's going on in the world and what should we be doing about it? particularly if you got kids what do you do about it there's also 
the one from last week you'll find on uh, should your kid be using Snapchat? And if your kid's on the verge of or already has a cell phone, how do you regulate their cell phone usage and their access to the internet? That is a big one in our household, I got to tell you. And it's one that is a constant source of trouble and there is no easy answer. It is so frustrating these days. Kids have access to so much. And I was really shocked. You know, rarely does social media shock me. But I was lamenting online how easy it is for kids to get access to pornography. And the number of people, including people who had like Bible verses in their Twitter bio and stuff that replied back, oh, they're going to find it anyway. You might, you might as well just, just make sure they do it in a safe environment. I, I'm So I'm going to go give my kid heroin because they might do it anyway, just so I can make sure they do it in a safe environment. I don't think so doesn't work that way. It really doesn't. When we come back, uh, the the school protest up in Cherokee County, it's uh, taken a turn. It's become an interesting turn. Oh, my goodness gracious. It's becoming a comedy of errors up there. It is 40 after the hour. Eric Erickson here. Atlanta's Evening News on WSB. The phone number is 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. So up in Cherokee County, uh, they had Lynn Orletsky is still on administrative leave uh, while the school board wraps up the investigation into what she did to the students a couple of weeks ago. for those of you who don't remember, right after the Charlottesville situation, Leonard Letsky um, told some boys in her class that uh, they were not allowed to wear Make America Great Again t-shirts, that it was the equivalent of wearing a SWAT sticker. She says she wasn't making a political point. She was. The school apologized to the boys, told them it was perfectly okay for them to wear the shirts, and put her on administrative leave. Now, why didn't they fire her immediately? Well, she has a state teacher's contract. And state teacher's contracts, when I was a lawyer, I used to do these contracts for different school boards. And they're fairly pro forma. I mean, no no teacher has an agent. Um, They all have a fairly uniform language, but one of the things that these school contracts require is that there be a review, an administrative due process review for a teacher before you terminate that teacher. Um, There's no firing immediately on the spot. The only grounds for firing immediately on on the spot is a physical assault of a student. So the school system put her on administrative lead. The investigation has taken more time than they wanted because Cherokee County was gone all of last week. Uh, they were they were on fall break, and that delayed everything. Uh, and they should be wrapping up. My understanding is this week um, their review process. But they can't rush these things because there's well-settled legal precedent that if the school board rushes to get to what is a a foregone conclusion, well, then they open themselves up to litigation by the teacher if the teacher's fired and they pay the teacher money. Or if they don't do the investigation at all, if they don't do the due process investigation at all, the the teacher has a, a lawsuit, a breach of contract lawsuit. 
and they pay. So they've got to dot every I and cross every T or they're going to be legally liable to the teacher who caused the problem. And the Cherokee County school system, I think very commendable, a conservative area with a lot of Trump supporters, including on the school board, responded very quickly, apologized to the kids, uh, suspended the teacher, started the review process to get her out of there. And you would note that the very conservative members of the state legislature who represent Cherokee County have all been highly complimentary of the Cherokee County School Board for expeditiously handling the situation. So although all of the members of the legislature who represent Cherokee County and have kids in the Cherokee County schools have been exceedingly complimentary of how the Cherokee County School Board has handled the situation, Michael Williams, who doesn't represent Cherokee County and doesn't have kids in Cherokee County schools and didn't even know that the school in question was on fall break last week when he was demanding a an immediate uh, special hearing by the school board, he decided to he's going to have a protest at River Ridge High School where the teacher previously worked. Uh, the problem is that River Ridge High School in Cherokee County doesn't have anywhere around it to protest. It's on a main highway. Uh, so if you protest, you're going to be in the street getting run over or you're going to be on school property and you can't protest on school property. Uh, there's actually a Supreme Court case on that. You're, the safety of students trumps protests on school property. So the school system sent him a letter and said, you can't protest here. And oh, by the way, the date you wanted your protest, we were on fall break. He subsequently rescheduled it. Um to demand that they immediately fire the teacher. I had him on the show on Friday. You can go back and listen to it. And it's uh, it's very clear to me he's running for governor and trying to gain some traction with Trump supporters as the Trump candidate and the First Amendment candidate. Uh, and so he's he's willing to say that they're, this is an affront to First Amendment. Now, they apologized to the kids and they suspended the teacher, put her on administrative leave while they do all the investigation to get rid of her. So I'm not sure where the First Amendment violation comes in other than the teacher did it and she's been put on administrative leave because of it. Um, they did everything that they could do in this sort of situation, but that doesn't help someone run for political office. So we got to have a protest to fire the teacher over in Cherokee County. And it's kind of like what Antifa does. And I know Michael, he was upset with me for making this. But look at what happened with Georgia Tech with the student that got shot by campus police. They had a vigil on Monday night and a group of outsiders showed up and took it over. And the protest turned violent. They, they hijacked a vigil. And it was a group of outsiders seeking attention for themselves, not for what happened. Uh, they didn't belong there. They didn't go to school there. They, they didn't have anybody who went to school there, but yet they wanted the media attention. So they came in and disrupted. And that's what's happening here is he doesn't have kids in the school district. He doesn't represent the school district. He doesn't represent the county, but he is running for governor. So he and a group of supporters are going to go over and try to stand on school property, which is against the law, to do a protest. Uh, for what? To have a teacher fired, and if the school system fires her before having the due process hearing, they then pay her money. This isn't a this isn't a matter of whether or not they're going to fire. My suspicion is, given what she did, she's going to get fired. But they have to go through a process to fire her under the law and the contract, or it's a breach of contract. And if it's a breach of contract, which it would be, she gets paid money. So why do it? 
Well, the only thing I can come up with is you're trying. You, you, Michael, remember, he did the press conference where he was going to expose all the bad deeds that Casey Cagle had done and then didn't at the press conference. It was I was embarrassed for him. And now he's doing the protest over there, um, trying to grasp something. See, his strategy is to be the Trump candidate. Michael was the first guy in Georgia to um, endorse Donald Trump for president. He's the first elected official. And so he's trying to remind people of that by doing these sorts of things, uh, standing for the First Amendment. But the problem is, there's again, there's not a First Amendment issue here. There's a liability issue now for the school system. That it, The question is, those of you in Cherokee County, do you want to pay money to a teacher who threw kids out of class for wearing Donald Trump-friendly T-shirts? I assume your answer is no. And if your answer is no, well, then you got to let the school system go through the process in which to fire her, or she sues them for breach of contract, and she wins. So, you know, the left wants Tom Price to fly commercial. This afternoon, they held a protest at the Department of Health and Human Services. It turned violent. They tried to storm the building. The building had to go on lockdown. But, hey, let's put Tom Price out there in public. Why don't we? Good grief, these people. Y'all, I got to tell you the most surreal part of my life right now. So the book comes out a week from today uh, before you wake comes out. If you want to pre-order it, you can text wake to 444 The surreal part of it is the list of people who have asked for advanced copies. I have right now uh, one actual factual king of a country wants a copy of my book. Uh, two presidents, uh, two vice presidents, uh, two Academy Award-winning actors, uh, four members of the Senate, four members of the House. Uh, it is the most surreal thing to be shipping books off to these people. The home addresses, except for the king, uh, his is going to an ambassador who's going to for it. Just it's a surreal, surreal thing. Uh, you too can read a book that a king reads. Uh, <laughs> it comes out a week from today. I am ready for it to be out there. It's nine after the hour. I'm Eric Erickson. This is WSB, the phone number 404-872-0750-1800 WSB Talk. I was going to move off in a different direction and, and cover the college basketball assistant coaches and Adidas uh, marketer who have been arrested by the FBI. We'll get to that. But this just came across my desk. Will and Grace star Deborah Messing regrets appearing for an interview on the debut of NBC's Megyn Kelly Today. Responding Tuesday to an Instagram comment taking issue with her and the cast's appearance on the former Fox News host's new show, calling it a fail, Messing wrote, Honestly, I didn't know it was MK until this morning. The itinerary just said today show appearance, a regret going on, dismayed by her comments. Now, the, the comment was, is Megyn Kelly having an interaction with a Will & Grace superfan? And she joked with him, and it was a moment of levity, if you saw the show. She says, is it true you became a lawyer and you became gay because of Will? And everybody laughed. It was a lighthearted moment. 
but Deborah Messing now is having to apologize for appearing on the show in the same way Al Villanova having to apologize for standing for the flag at the Steelers game. This is something happening in this country. It's on the left, but but it's happening among people on the right as well, that there can be no escape from your bad behavior. You're not allowed to escape from it. You have to own it. You're allowed no reprieve. And it must define you. You're not allowed to define yourself. Uh, what, what you That one bad thing you did that everybody knows about is what defines you. You're not allowed to escape from it. It is required to hold you down. No one is allowed to show you grace. Uh, and the left in particular has this habit of uh, unless you fully come on board their ways, they hold you in utter contempt. You're not allowed to disagree. And, and this is a breakdown in community. And, and Hollywood is most bad about this. Because Hollywood has built a Potemkin village community where they all are very fake, very fake smiles, very fake boob jobs, very fake cars, very fake toupees, and they all, everything is fake about Hollywood. And they, everybody has to conform and everybody says the same thing and thinks the same thing and watches the same thing and gives money to the same causes and all of that. And no one behind the scenes really believes it, but there is an air of fakeness about it. And you're not allowed to be authentic. The, the fakeness is your authenticity in these times. It is absolutely silly. And yet here it is. Whether it's Al Villanova it, weathering the storm on the angry left, having to walk it all back and apologize to take the heat off himself for doing the right thing, or Deborah Messing for daring to go on Megyn Kelly's show. She was at Fox. She is not allowed to be redeemed. And at some point, when we as a society do this, we just descend into irredeemability and we begin to be pigs in the mud. We're, we're, we revel in our badness. We revel in this. You know, that, that's one of my concerns with Michael Williams in this protest in Cherokee County is, is he's not from there. He doesn't have kids there. He doesn't represent the area. He's just doing this to, to make a name for himself, to run for governor, to get attention for himself. He's going about it the wrong way. Everybody's explained the situation to him. He doesn't care. Uh, I, I know for certain he's been told why it's taking so long. Um, and yet it doesn't matter because he wants PR. And so he's willing to take uh, this teacher and, and use her and destroy her to build his career. And what the teacher did was wrong. But we can't show the teacher grace. We can't give her what her contract says. She must be fired immediately. She must be destroyed to advance someone's career. And that's what Deborah Messing is doing here, that this woman has to, that Megyn Kelly's show must be destroyed because it would make Deborah Messing look bad otherwise. It's just it, no grace on either side anymore so this wasn't a, a plug of my book intended here but it, i actually write about this phenomenon uh for my kids because uh, you know this happened to me back in 2009 i said something very awful about david Souter when he was retiring from the supreme court no i'm not going to tell you what it is we try to move on um but my first instinct was to double down on it and it was only later when a friend of mine got in trouble that I realized I couldn't defend her without apologizing for my own actions and using myself as an example of, of what really was wrong. And all these years later, that was in 2009. We're now, what, how many years removed from it? Eight years removed from it? Nine years removed from it? And it still comes up. Some people enjoy bringing it up. A decade later, 
There are some people who would define me by that tweet who say, you can't listen to this guy because back in 2009, he did this. No amount of apology can ever be enough. If I ever criticize someone for their behavior, others throw that tweet in my face. I think it makes me an expert to say you shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't have done that. It's used by those who don't like me to undermine my credibility. No interview with the press ever passes without it coming up. No profile in any magazine ever lets it get a pass. I'm sure it's going to be in my obituary. Someone's going to carve it on my tombstone. Shakespeare was right. The evil men do lives after them. The good is interred with their bones. I shouldn't have done it. But I did it. And I apologized for it. And it doesn't matter. Because all these years later, the people who don't like me won't let it go. And they don't want anyone else to let it go. They want everyone to know about it because you're not allowed to move on. You're not allowed to move on from the bad things you've done. You have to be anchored and weighed down by them, by the world. And this is a dangerous situation in the world today that we're seeing because people are going to start just embracing it and be that way. If I can't get a reprieve from this, I'm just going to continue to behave like this. So there becomes no incentive to change. There becomes no incentive to grow. There becomes no incentive to apologize. No incentive to mature. You just accept your bad behavior and you stay with your bad behavior. If we as a society can't show each other grace and forgiveness anymore we really descend to a very bad place and and are a terrible example to our kids. And our kids begin to know that there can be no reprieve. Our kids begin to know that the moment they screw up, it's over for them. They might as well give up. And I don't want to live in that sort of world. I don't want my kids to live in that sort of world. You know, my generation, you and me, if you're listening to this, by and large, you grew up without social media, without the internet, and our worst temptations could be constrained because we didn't have access to anonymous online outlets. My kids aren't so lucky. Your kids aren't so lucky. They're not going to be able to escape from anything they do. The internet's forever. There's going to be those who refuse to let them go get away with it. That's one reason I think it's very, very important that you restrict your kids' use of social media. Until they're out of the house, as long as they're living with you, you should restrict it because the temptation to join the herd and do bad things and be awful is always there on social media, particularly with the allure of an anonymity. But anonymity is not going to last. People are going to find you out. Look, I didn't mean to start this hour going off of this Deborah Messing thing, but it, it has been bothering me for a while. And this is another example of it. That Megyn Kelly must be treated like a social pariah indefinitely because she was on Fox. And the only way for her to change is for her to give up everything she believes in and sell out to the left. And then they will be okay with her, but they'll still keep her at arm's length for a while. But unless you're willing to sell out and give up all of your values, you're not allowed to have different values. You must conform to the world. And it is a terrible place for us to go as a society. And yet we're headed there. We are. Now, I might as well tell you, I do write about all this in the book. There's an entire chapter on this in my book. If you want to pre-order it, uh, text WAKE, W-A-K-E, to 444-999. Whether you do or you don't, though, uh, just consider this. You need to show grace. You need to be forgiving. You need to be willing to let things go. um, Because otherwise, you're teaching your kids a terrible, terrible, terrible lesson. And they're going to remember it. And the moment they do something bad something that makes it to the internet, they're just going to give up and say, why bother improving? You should always want them to improve.
26 after the hour, Eric Erickson here, News 95.5, AM 750, WSB. The ACLU, the American Civil Liberties Union, in Michigan has begun targeting Christian adoption agencies. Christian adoption agencies will only uh, adopt into uh, married heterosexual Christian couples. you, you got to share their values for them to adopt children, and the ACLU has is taking them to court. Now, what's so funny about this is the ACLU built its name based on the First Amendment, uh, the freedom of speech, uh, freedom from government-imposed religion, freedom to exercise your religion, freedom of assembly. And the ACLU has essentially in the last two or three years decided that uh, gay rights is more important than the First Amendment. And as a result, the ACLU has essentially suspended its original mission, the aggressive defense of the First Amendment, in favor of advancing the gay rights agenda. And one of the bits of the gay rights agenda is to shut down Christian adoption agencies unless they abandon their biblical worldview on marriage. And so in Michigan, they are being systematically targeted and sued, taken to court to shut down those adoption agencies. You would think that everyone would be okay with a Christian adoption agency working to find a loving home for a child. And by the way, just so you liberals who are listening understand, most Christian adoption agencies, they won't place a child into the home of a couple if one of them or both of them have been previously divorced. The reason being is because there's a 70% chance of a second divorce and they don't want anything to do with uh, destabilizing a child in that situation so you got to be a newly married or or um stably married christian household for most christian adoption agencies uh, not just in michigan but around the nation including here in georgia uh and yet they're being exterminated if possible through the legal system and it's going to happen here in georgia our, our georgia republican leaders are supporting the aclu effort uh, our Georgia Republican leaders to get Amazon.com want to prevent Christian adoption agencies from being able to take kids in state care and place them in loving homes. They absolutely refuse to allow it. Uh, in fact, they need to update adoption laws in Georgia. The adoption laws in Georgia haven't been updated in 30 some plus years, and the state of Georgia wants to uh, to update them, but not to carve out an exception for Christian adoption agencies. They would shut down Christian adoption agencies in the process of updating the laws, and it died last year in the legislature. They're going to bring it back and try again to kill Christian adoption agencies in Georgia. Forty after the hour, I'm Eric Erickson. The phone number, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. The Republicans, having given up on Obamacare, they're going allegedly to go to tax reform. Allegedly, I say, because there's no guarantee being unable to pass Obamacare whether or not they will be able to pass anything else. Hey, by the way, did you hear the Lindsey Graham press conference? Why it's been set to music for us. To the leader, thank you. It's complicated, it's difficult politics. Instead of quitting, you allowed us to move forward. And oh my God, how far we've come in such a short period of time.
For President Trump, thank you for engaging. To Vice President Pence, thank you. You have moved mountains. Governor Pence has shown us that with flexibility, governors with the right attitude can improve quality. It's called Healthy Indiana. The leadership team has done everything we've asked them. Thank you. We're coming back to this after taxes. We're going to have time to explain our concept. We'll have a better process, and we're going to take this show on the road. I've been up here 20 years. I've never enjoyed anything more. Thank you. I believe this is the most important thing I can ever do for the country working with my colleagues is not to just repeal Obamacare, but to replace it with a system closer to where you live, controlled by people you can vote for. To my Republican colleagues, thank you. We're going to get there. We're going to fulfill our promise to repeal and replace Obamacare. To the American people, thank you. We're going to improve health care for you because at the end of the day, that's the only promise that matters. Oh, I started to tear up a little bit. <laughs> But they think they can get they can get uh, tax reform. Now, maybe they can. And honestly, we as a nation need tax reform. And we're probably not going to get it as low as we want to go. I, honestly, if I would give everybody a flat tax of 15%, maybe 10. 10 is good enough for God. It should be good enough for the government. Nonetheless, they are going to lower the tax rate on corporations to 20%, I believe is what it's going to be. Uh, 18 to 20%. And the reason is because we are losing a competitive edge internationally over our corporate tax rate. Now, major corporations, they don't pay taxes anyway. Um, eh, but eh, smaller businesses do, and those are failing to incorporate. Fewer businesses have incorporated in this country in the last five years than in any five-year period since its inception. Think about that. Um, new business creation is being stifled by bureaucracy and by taxes. We need reform. We need a simpler process. Look, we got to have tax reform in this country. One of the things that they're not going to do is they're not going to lower the small business rate to the same as the corporate rate. Uh, and the reason they're not going to do that for pass through taxation, I, I assume most of you know this, but just for the sake of those you don't, there is a corporate tax rate in this country and there is an individual tax rate and small businesses are allowed to be taxed at the individual tax rate. And what that means is that they take their business taxes and they file it on their 1040 individual tax return. And the reason that Congress isn't going to lower that rate to the same rate that they want to lower the corporate tax to is because they, they kind of do different things. Um, corporations tend to employ overwhelmingly more people than small businesses. Uh, they tend to account for things not on a cash basis, but on an accrual basis. And, and they have other reasons that they want to not put small businesses that low. Uh, it really what it boils down to is they think they'll be giving up money. In some cases, individuals incorporating themselves as small businesses, that, that this is a disincentive for people to try to game the system in that way by not lowering it as far. But there will be a lowering. The people who won't benefit, and I think this is what they're doing to try to get some Democrats on board, is the rich. If you make over, I think, a million dollars a year, you will see no benefit to tax reform. If you make less than a million dollars a year, you will. 
If you're a corporation or small business, you will. One of the things that they want to do is encourage corporations like Apple to repatriate money uh, that is presently offshore. Apple has several billion dollars that it is keeping in offshore bank accounts using the interest to fund its business. Apple can't bring that money back to the United States because if it does, it's going to get taxed at a ridiculously high rate, higher than any other country uh, in the West. No European country or Asian country with a capitalist system has a corporate tax rate as high as the United States. So Apple has parked its money in a bank account in Dublin, Ireland, and refuses to bring it into the United States and has said repeatedly it would love to repatriate that money, but it can't until the tax rate is lowered. If the tax rate is lowered, the billions of dollars would flood in. Apple saying it would gladly pay taxes on it and then use that money to reinvest in American jobs and infrastructure. But the American tax system is not competitive for Apple or any other business. So this needs to happen. The tax code needs to be simplified. It hasn't been fixed since 1986. They've been bits and pieces that they've changed on it, but they haven't done a comprehensive tax reform. Now, in principle, I'm opposed to comprehensive legislation. But with the tax reform, you got to do all the rates at one time. Otherwise, you have too many people game the system. It sounds like, from what I've been told thus far, this is worthwhile doing. And hopefully, we'll be able to get some good explanation of it from the Republican leaders. And maybe, just maybe, they'll get some Democratic buy-in. Have y'all just paused for a minute sometime in the last couple of days and realized where we are? So let's see, we started with uh, the fight over whether or not men should be allowed in our daughter's bathrooms. That morphed into whether or not uh, boys and girls should be able to go into each other's bathrooms at schools. That has morphed into whether or not we should tear down Confederate monuments. That has morphed into whether or not we should uh, support NFL players taking the knee or, or is it racism if you don't or what? It's it just a constant fight, a constant culture war. And we now know that the Russians have been spending money to exploit the divisions in this country and keep us fighting with each other. Meanwhile, China is expanding. Russia is expanding. North Korea is getting nukes. Uh, Iran is in its quest to get nukes. ISIS is in the shadows uh, growing again while we've been distracted. All of these things happen. And what the hell is going on? Uh, countdown to Armageddon, if you ask me. I actually I, I actually put this in a podcast of what is going on, uh, and you can get it because it's completely free. Just subscribe to the show, the podcast, and all you do is text the word show to 444-999 because I, I really think, you know, while all this is going on, we've got uh, all of a sudden it seems like an increase in earthquakes, an increase in volcanoes, an increase in tsunamis, uh, birth pangs of the end times. Um just are you crazy for thinking stuff like that? I, I, let me walk you through that. Just subscribe to the podcast for free. Text the word show to 444-999 because something is going on out there. The world really has seemed like it's just lost its mind. And I think it has. <laughs> <laughs> 